language that everybody here can easily understand. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Welcome to the Uncommon Communicator Podcast. We are your hosts, Brandon Thompson, with James Gable, here to bring enlightenment to the topic of communication. Good afternoon, James. Hey, how's it going, Brandon? Hey, I got a question. Have you ever been a victim of... Have I been a victim of premature elaboration? Is I, just, I wanted me? to carefully say that, yeah. Oh, a victim, okay. Is victim the right word? Have you ever been a... A, I think victim's a fair is a fair word. Okay. It, you suffer a little bit when it happens. It it happens to you in an action like thievery or you know, or abuse in some form of a way. You, you, your ears are abused. In some ways that's it, it is an abuse, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. You, vic, vic, I mean I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be going around talking to my therapist about how, about your premature elaboration. My podcast buddy just <laughs> He uh he hit me with some premature <laughs> elaboration. I don't know if I need to respond on this to the cops or anything like that. Like I, like I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. But I mean, victims not you, you you fall victim to it. Something along those lines, right? Okay, all right. I was gonna say a patient, but this is not a medical show. No, so and, like you know, kind of like how you like fall victim, like Jets fans just fall victim to losing. Well, yeah, yeah. There's an over accustomed mm-hmm. to. Losing yeah. all the time, or like Bill Belichick press conferences, like just fall victim to being dull. Like they just, just... yeah. By but that's my purpose, though, for him. Yeah. He is actually the opposite of any elaboration of any kind. Oh yes. So, well, I don't know, man. If you ask him about a about uh, Lawrence Taylor, oh, you'll get some elaboration. You will. So the whole idea of premature elaboration, obviously a play on some words, but it refers to the tendency of a person to provide excessive or unnecessary detail, opposite of Vilicek, mm-hmm. when communicating information. Pretty basic, yeah. right? And yeah. so that principle, that idea, though, that's why we want to talk about this, is the idea that uh, one is premature giving information way too early. And another one we're going to talk about is over elaboration. I think they fit within the same topic. I think some of our tips that we've got fit both of those. But specifically for me, there were a time that's happened in the last couple of weeks working with a couple of different folks where I, as I walk, when, when I'm having a conversation with somebody, I'll plan it out in my head. We're going to talk about this topic, that topic, then this one. And specifically, this had to do with somebody new to the site and we wanted to walk them through and here's your lay down areas, here's this. And we had had this conversation, me and this other gentleman on the project and about the things that we wanted to make sure we covered with this one in particular. And so I had had a plan at the end where we're going to say it. And since he had his point to speak, because I'm you know, very much a facilitator within mm-hmm. letting people communicate that stuff, we're going through it. He just spit it out. That wasn't a humble brag at all, by the way. Which part? I'm a, I'm a bit of a facilitator. You know, when I'm, uh, no, it was a total brag yeah, brag. No humility in that at all. That wasn't a humble brag I at all. I thought I was just selling myself there. Come on. But that Prematurely, idea, mind you. No, it was right on time. It's only three minutes into the podcast. That was a little early. <laughs> but the idea is there was a point that I wanted to make with this particular trade partner, and I was going to do it at the end, and he just shot it right out there. And it that had happened on a couple of other conversations earlier in the week as well, too, where the timeliness of information is very, very important to get the impact that you want. So on premature elaboration, the whole idea is that we're going to talk about today is how do we prevent it? 
And what are some tips on kind of fixing that behavior within ourselves and maybe those around us? And then also um, helping decide kind of what what's the right time for this type of information. It goes to the idea that we had talked about in the training, uh, in the training one that we were talking about was sometimes that whole drinking through a fire hose, that idea of a training, man, it was just so much information. It was like drinking through a fire hose. I have determined that that is the giver's fault, not the receiver's. It's not you necessarily just getting all this information for the first time, but that giver isn't giving it to you in a concise fashion, in an orderly fashion for you to absorb it correctly. They're supposed to be the trainer. They're supposed to be giving you this information. And that's in, in a premature elaboration. It's an over-elaboration. And just throwing information out there isn't the best way to give any conversation an advantage. So that's all tied into this whole idea that we're going to talk about today yeah not necessarily just giving a conversation advantage but also just giving a conversation the purpose that it needs right like if so training is just a really good example of premature elaboration happening in an, on a regular basis right the other one is sales but let's let's talk about training because we're a bigger fan of training than we are in sales just in general i think i'm a better trainer than i am a salesman um but right if the purpose of what you're saying is to train the individual and to input this knowledge and this information into the individual's head so that way it can be, you know, like learned and known. If you are going to elaborate extensively, which is fine because obviously you're training them and you know the topic and it's good to know the topic and you should know lots about the topic and be able to talk about the topic and kind of just go on, right? And and just like a lot of other people, if you like the topic, you kind of you just get going and then it's like kind of you know you still stop right when you get the ball rolling downhill sometimes you just don't stop uh but then that defeats the purpose of the training because you can know it and you can know you know it and you can say it but that doesn't mean it's all sick in it right it's um like teachers that kind of go on and just like drone on on um long lectures that's what i for long like long lectures right teachers that go on for long lectures just Sometimes they just let the sound of their own voice, right? But then how much of that is actually like impacting the students and getting in there? So we the goal with this is to explain what premature elaboration is and why it is a faulty form of communication and why we should not do it and what we should do instead of over-elaborating. Exactly. So they really give us some good tips here on trying to correct it, that behavior. And I think there is, that's exactly what it is, right? It's a behavior. Like you talked about the people who just like to hear their own voice. Mm-hmm. Lots of people, right? They, they just, does the teacher feel like they need to fill in that hour for that whole time or that they're given the class and then people leave with no impact? Yes. Unfortunately, I think that's more than half probably. It's unfortunate too, because the teacher gets up there, right? And they're, and they're, it is their job to fill the space. And unfortunately, sometimes, right, I've always said that, like, if you give a presentation, and you don't get questions at the end of it, right, then you didn't have an impact or they weren't listening. Those are probably your two things. Mm-hmm. So the teacher can get up there and they can give it their best shot and they can do the thing. But if they don't get anything back from the class, they still got to fill like that time. We got to fill that gap. So they're just going to keep going. Um, and, you know, and we've all got those friends that are really good at talking, but not very good at listening. And, you know, or it's like when uh, I tell stories kind of relatively well, right? Like I, I talk about my life probably more than I need to. And, <laughs> and someone will say something. I'm like, Oh yeah. It's like da, 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 with the time in the moment. Nah, 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 nah. And then like that will be like, Oh yeah. And then it's cause of this. And then the, and mm-hmm. it's just like, and it spirals and, and it's hard to catch yourself when you're spiraling like that. Cause you're just so excited to say it and it's fine. It's cool. Yeah. But also you're, you're not doing nobody no favors. Well, and I think that's the part about catching yourself 
I think that's a, that's a behavior that, and it's a behavior that we can change because you're right. And when somebody's excited about something, we just want to get it out there, right? We want to talk about it. And that's what you're talking about doing yourself is yeah. just, uh, oh yeah, you're that, you're the and guy, right? Oh, Definitely. and. Yeah, 100%. Like yeah. I said, you can get Brandon started on anything related to the Zack Snyder Justice League and it's a two hour conversation. Easy. I don't even say that word anymore. <laughs> it won't even, a, somehow it applies to everything in life. Somehow you, you still have to see the four hour this. cut of the movie. So whose fault is this? I might have slept through some of it. <laughs> Anyways, see, look, already there. You have an ex- a, you have an exact a, a long message for me. We will sit down. I will break this movie down frame by frame if I have to, and show you the genius that is behind all of it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's plan it. Well, so on doing this, let's talk about. There's really some four tips that we're going to give, and these tips fall right along the line of any good communication, but they apply directly to this idea of over elaboration, premature elaboration. One is plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Always have a plan. And as I was saying earlier, when when I'm having conversations now, and a lot of this has been something I've developed, is I think in my head what I'm going to say. Now, sometimes I'll tell stories. I don't know where they're going. Okay. I'm I'm as excited as anyone else to find out where it's going to end because I'm <laughs> hearing it for the first time. It's, it's a good time. But I am looking to make some specific points in my head before I have that, especially if you're in a training class, you got some questions or you, they ask for comments, mm. you know, I'll formulate them in my head before that. But having a plan is definitely something that helps you get somewhere as opposed to, I, I hear this a lot, even in some podcasts, it's like, oh, sorry about that rant. You know, I just went, and, and they did, they, they had no idea where they were going. It had nothing to apply to the topic. And at the end of the day, it wasn't beneficial for me. This person went on, on this kind of rant that was not planned. You know, what happens. I mean, you know, planning ahead. Communication is supposed to be something like it. You're saying something because it's supposed to be important, right? Like there's, there's a purpose behind it. So, you know, if it's going to be purposeful, you tend to plan ahead for something that's purposeful and now, you know, and that it helps to be purposeful with your communication. And when you're passionate about something, it is, it is hard to do. It's that behavior. It's hard to turn off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get excited, right? It's a, that's a good thing. It's not like it's a bad thing to be passionate or excited about something, but just kind of check yourself a little bit. And be like, All right, wait, 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 hold on. But I think you can be practiced and plan ahead too. Like you can be passionate about the things that you want to hit your point on. It's really about those tangents because I've been in those conversations before where we specifically started talking about something and then 30 minutes later, we're on something else. That's what drives me crazy about most meetings. Because mm-hmm. Poor like, meetings. Well, not even poor meetings, but just like cause everybody kind of wants to say something because it's a meeting. You want to be represented and stuff like that. It's like, you know, just sometimes – Keep to yourself, friend. Like I, I'm not here to say that you shouldn't talk, but also let's stay focused. Well, and that's part of that over elaboration where somebody just wants to hear themselves talk. It's a meeting. There's a group of people. Look at me. Yep. Now, number two is keep it concise, which falls right in line with what we're talking about on that planning ahead is really stick to your main points. Don't get off on any, you know, completely unnecessary details. You know, that... That's important. I do believe that there is important details. Like sometimes you hear somebody elaborate more. You know, they just made a great point. And then, but in that particular case, if you are given opportunity to ask questions, you've now created engagement as well, too, as opposed to when you go on those rants. You know, people's eyes roll back. You know, they're just, they can't wait to get out of there and you're not being effective anymore. That's part of that over, over. Elaboration. Yeah, right. We had, we talked about mental load and um, 
Right. Like more words adds to the mental, like the, tactile the cognitive mental. load. Yeah. yeah. Con- th- yeah mm-hmm. Thank you. Cognitive load. Right. So the more words are going to add to the cognitive load, the higher the cognitive load, you know, not everybody can carry all that. So that's a great tie into that whole idea of the premature elaboration is looking at the cognitive load theory, which is you don't want to put it too early and you don't want to give too much mm-hmm. and that person isn't going to accept it. So plan ahead, keep it concise, consider your audience. So in considering your audience, obviously different people have different communication styles and different preferences. Uh, consider like the other person's needs. <clears throat> other person is involved in communication as well. Um, you know, the other person's important in communication as well. And I'm really bad about this because if I get asked a question, then I want to answer the question in full. Right. And in answering the question in full, sometimes I, I want, it's not necessarily like a tangent per se, but like they can ask one thing and I'm like, well, yeah, so it's this answer because of this, 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 and this is right. They, they don't need the, the historical fact for why this is a thing. They just need the answer. And it's certain because, you know, I'm the guy that wants the historical fact, right? Like, I'm not, you can give me the answer, but I'm like, all right, why is that the answer? Other people are like, no, can I just get the answer and call it good? They, it required one word and I got 70. Why? <laughs> well, and that's part of that is some people prefer, prefer a lot of detail. You, that's why you got to know your audience. You have to know that this person needs more detail. I know with you that I better have a why behind it because you're going to ask why. Why is that? What's the back behind it, right? Other people just want to know what's the next step. And I think they keep they, you need to keep it brief. So really considering your audience, some may want that longer elaboration. They may want some more story told, but others don't. And I think you have to know your audience. You can't have one style fits all. And if that one style fits all is to give the history lesson every single time, you might not get the question asked next time. Yeah, because they know that this is going to take way longer than it, this. This is more. This has become more of a headache than it is if I just don't really answer the question. Yeah, uh, but you know, and then the last little bit is to practice active listening, right? And the reason why you're practicing active listening is because you need to number one. There, if you let's say you you give an explanation for something, and let's say that you in this explanation you planned ahead on what you were going to say, you kept it concise, and you did consider your audience. They can still have a question after you're done explaining something, right? And if you don't actually really pay attention to what that question is, you're screwed, right? Or in, in along with active listening, you have to pay, like, even while you're talking and they're supposed to be listening to you, you can notice if what you're saying is landing versus not landing. You're listening to them while you're explaining things. It sounds stupid, but, like, you're noticing them, you're recognizing them, and you're, you're watching them. So listen to them and, you know, pay attention to what they need. Well, and you pointed out watching them. There's definitely that body language that you're looking for. You're you're doing that full active listening mode. And and I'll admit, I I kind of failed at this yesterday. Did you? We had a interview for the program quality director role. Where you get interviewed by a panel, and then you end, I'll end up in the nominated. See, that, that sounds like an explanation that we didn't need. We just need the fact that you're getting an interview. But no, you need all this information because within this, they had asked questions. And in that question, I 
I gave them more information than they needed. Mm-hmm. And, but the body language was like, yeah, they really were liking what they were hearing that they were seeing. And, and I, I tried to wrap it up with, did that answer your question? I think that's a good way to make sure there's still some engagement. They're like, no, you answered it great in a couple of cases. But I know in my mind, like if I was asking those questions and that rant, that rant had nothing to do with where no, we yeah. were, where they were asking, but it was information that I felt like I needed to share for the role. So it worked out really well. I think the interview, went well. It was very casual. It was not a very scripted um, stick to the rules type thing, but had it been, then I would have varied from that path. So I had a little bit of freedom to do it. But the idea is that I know that you know, that behavior is something I failed at yesterday, specifically in over elaboration. And then not necessarily premature. I, I wasn't answering. No, I take it back. I did answer a question before they were going to ask it. And I even said, oh, you pro- that was probably going to be your next question. Now, that was all fun and games. I was like, it doesn't it feel good when you can do that as like a communicator? Like, bam, boom, we got that one knocked out. Uh-huh. But in some ways, knowing that we were going to talk about this after that, it just clicked with me and I thought, man, I'm just that. It's easy to break that rules, but if you can pull it back around and bring your audience in and make sure that you've got engagement. And I think that's the whole key to these four tips. The plan ahead, keep it concise, consider your audience, do the active listening. If you can capture all those in there and still be interesting enough, because a lot of times, especially the over elaborators, they're kind of monotone and they're just going on. Right. But I've been around some people that are just entertaining. Like, I have no idea where we're going. But it was, but fun. It was a I'm fun ride. Yeah, I'm good for the ride. It was super yeah. fun. Well, and that's so one little bit that I don't really think that we're going to, that we don't quite cover. So we're giving advice for the over elaborator, right? Like, you know, keep it concise, uh, plan ahead, that kind of thing. If you're the person receiving an over elaboration and or a premature elaboration, um, you can also like stop them. You can speak up kind of in the middle and be like, hey, 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 focus, focus, eyes on me. Kind of a vibe. like, I, I think advice for the listener is to say, hey, no, 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 stay like over here, right? That's in my book, that's okay. I don't think it's it, like we've talked about how it's rude to interrupt, but if what they're doing is not serving the purpose that you needed to, interrupt. If we could ever say that any louder, that that's one of the most important things I think of being an uncommon communicator is being able to help facilitate that conversation and do that. You know, it's your time is important and so is theirs. And if they're not giving you what you need, it is okay to find the spot to interrupt. So that's a great point, Brandon. I think we need to emphasize that because that's part of you not necessarily getting run over, but being asserting your spot in that conversation. You know, the next thing that specifically to do with premature elaboration is really about the right timing of something, Mm -hmm. not too early, not too late. And so we, to do this and to do it correctly, there's a ton of value in doing it at the right time at the right place. Mm -hmm. And I think the first thing it really does is increases productivity. And I've had that before where if you give too much information, that person is going to be confused and not be productive in what they needed to do. So when you give it to them at the right time, and this is a, this is a tough bridge to cross because I, I probably tend to be on the over communicating side. I want to make sure you have heard the information and then sometimes I'll tell it again a different way. And so I'm kind of over communicating those things. And with that, I'm, I just want to make sure the message is given, right? So there's no confusion in it. But in doing that, you can't go too far and then leave too much for interpretation for them to be productive at what you asked them to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how you're talking about uh, running that cord up and over the door and doing this as I think, right? Is that probably an over elaboration? Like, yes. Did you need them to do it exactly like that? 
Yeah, but do you think they listened to anything after you kind of got started with the how to plug it in? Probably not. Yeah, well, so I'm, I'll disagree with you because okay, I, I don't think that's an a over-elaboration where I could easily over-elaborate is when I'm telling you specific directions and then it's like, well, there was this time I was on this job and this guy tripped over the court. And then it, you get the whole backstory to why I am now telling you mm-hmm. how to do this. I'm just being very clear in how I want you to run that extension cord along the wall, plug it in with your GFCI, GFCI up and over the door to make mm-hmm. sure nobody trips over it. Then you could go over, plug in your tool and make sure that it works. Right? I mean, Crystal no, clear. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hundred percent understood all of that. Now, why do I need to run it over the door? Because that's going to be my next question. Anyway, that's going to hear that. But, but if, it, yeah, when, 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 if you if you have this happen to you, not have this happen, but like if you if you go into the great detail, um, they they'll probably spend half their time trying to digest what you just said, as opposed to actually being able to get started or do something either digest it, which you're right. That is going to cause a stall. But the other thing is how much of that's going to get forgot. And the thing that probably was least important to you became their most important Mm -hmm. thing because they're going to find whatever they recall from that. So in doing that, you're going to increase productivity. Number two in doing this really builds trust. And I think this is part of what we were talking about before is if somebody knows they're going to come up to you and you're going to get the lengthy answer uh, and that they don't want it, that's not building trust that I'm going to get an answer that's concise, that that's going to, so I'm not going to come to you if I don't have enough time for the elaborate answer that I'm going to be getting. Yeah. I'm going to avoid Brandon because I I don't have, I, I don't need, you know, tales from his second grade. (laughs) <laughs> like elementary school teacher. I just need to know how long I'm dating the white mocha for. <laughs> right. Like that's, and that's good. And so build, building trust is important. Um, you know, and then it reduces stress. And I think that comes down to that cognitive load, right? If you're sitting there and you're trying to listen to this and this, all, all of it's going on, um, it, it can be, it can be stressful to try to think back and be like, what is it? Huh? <laughs> Was this what it is? And it can also just be stressful to have to stand in a room and talk to somebody for a longer period of time and or listen to somebody for a longer period of time. There is a lot of stress. And the other thing tied to that stress is being overwhelmed. And I think that's part of that stress. And we don't want to overwhelm people with uh, the information at the wrong time. So those are all things that can reduce stress if you can do it at the appropriate time. And then, you know, it improves not having to do this can improve or not over elaborating and not premature elaboration can reducing premature elaboration can improve their decision making and or your decision making as well. Yep. It it definitely improves decision making because you have a clearer choice to choose from that. That's one of the worst things is when you go and ask somebody, hey, I need to I need I need help with this. What are your thoughts? Should I do this or that? And you get this big, long dissertation on both of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just very confused. And then, then there's the, and this and, oh, and that, and don't and worry about this. I've seen this. There's a gentleman I know that tends to write very, very lengthy emails, like nine, six to nine bullet or not bullet points, six to nine paragraphs of an email. When you ask them one question, you'll, you will get three paragraphs of information back talking about everything that happened. He's definitely an, an over elaborator. Uh, you get in every scenario out there so you're not like going to ask that question later well it's too much you know that's where you really it's hard to make that decision now because now you really you, you come in with two problems and now you got four that you got to solve so it definitely improves decision making yeah not having to juggle everything helps a lot like I said, 
I think the biggest part of this is going to, is coming down to cognitive load, um, and how much you can digest. And the more, you know, the more you over, or not the more you over, but like the more you explain and the more you elaborate on things, the less people are going to be able to digest. Yeah. And I, I think by avoiding premature elaboration, being very strategic in your communications, because that's what it comes down to and being concise, you really build stronger relationships by doing that. And that's what we want in all of our conversation and anybody that reports to you, because we want to help them achieve their goals. And by timing this correctly with the right amount of information, you do exactly that. Yeah. What would be a UC moment for the day, James? I think I just kind of said it. You can avoid premature elaboration by mm-hmm. being more strategic in your conversation. Ah, plan ahead. Plan ahead. That's all I got. That's all I got. See, See you. Bye. Bye.